hello, hello, hello. Uh, hello. Hi. Hello, everyone. Um, thank you. Welcome. Thank you for turning up. We have, yeah, this is you. Look at you. That looks an idyllic scene there, I've got to say. Lovely. That is, you, they're sharing amongst the trees. Those were full oak trees until <laughs> Finn and Hero got them. Yeah. Is that, is that Finn and no, Hero? No, got, got Finn and Maxi with us today. Ah, uh, Maxi. He's the one who's not been trained in anything apart from just good being good dog. Yeah, is that right? kind of. It's a she, and she's she's um, she's good she. dog when she feels like it. She's a very high drive. She's got a ten span of me really so uh of a yeah. goldfish um so if you can switch her on then she's uh, an incredible dog <laughs> but she did try out to be a police dog um she did oh so to be honest the isn't it right when they say when you see oh you know uh failed you know um know. failed to make it as a police dog they're still that. like they're still like 50 times better than the standard dog because they they reach that level that, to be Maxie? trolled at least. Maxie, did you hear that? You're 50 times better than standard dog. 50, well, maybe 49. <laughs> yeah. But otherwise, but it's, it's good. Because you always think, oh, they, they obviously failed. But no, they are, there is a good selection thing at the beginning, initially. Isn't yeah, it? there is. Yeah, she, she had incredible uh, potential, but... Uh, my boss at the time, I'm going to be diplomatic, um, didn't really understand dogs. There we go. We'll say that. Um, uh. <laughs> um, she, she should really have gone on to become a police dog, but it worked out beautifully for us because she's now, she's now a pet. There you go. Look, he should have been a police dog too. Yeah. Well, I reckon he could have been a drug yep. dog because he, he you can just throw him up onto top shelves and things and he could he could he could spend 10 minutes searching a glove box yeah and uh, you know he'd, he'd been all right it's he's pretty good and his nose oh my god i mean like you know he does as you know he tracks he um this youtube thing of him finding my son in the woods who wasn't lost but he pretended to thinking be. he'd have made a better copper than but, you yeah. Harry, to be fair if i'm honest Oh, well, in fairness, mate, you're not going to have me arguing there. Um, I think people... See, people don't realise that I just tell them my best bits on here and then I exaggerate those. <laughs> and generally speaking, I really... Every time I... You know when you're crewed up with people and they, they're like, oh, that car, ABC123. I bet you're one of those annoying no, people. No, mate. Oh, and, no, um, no, no. Quite the opposite. I am... Really? Well, I've got um, a couple of guys on my team who are absolutely brilliant, and I'm forever hear mm. them, hearing them on the radio saying, "I've spotted that stolen car. I've got that burger inside." And I'm thinking, "Yeah, I'm just rubbish." So, so I, I'm very good at so turning up at other people's jobs and doing my best to get them yeah. a result. But yeah, these guys are like every night. One guy in particular, he work, tends to work in Luton, and he puts maybe two or three cars up uh, like he had a stolen five minutes after it was stolen the other day i never, uh, yeah. I never get that <laughs> yeah I, yeah where, hang on I, i'm gonna make excuses where i work is very different to where he works yeah i know he's showing a bit of chest isn't he he likes i know well it's my retirement look this is my treat for, this for is not being here. this is off duty this is off duty this is retired <laughs> I do need to make my apologies, of course, because um, I couldn't be bothered to be here the last couple of weeks. So I, I wondered whether anybody would accept me back, having had two weeks of just just Harry. You know, was was there a need for Dave any longer? Just I, uh, I just you know me, you know me. I just waffled on and about nothing in particular. And uh, yeah, they, a few people stuck about. Um, it was very nice, very kind of them. Um, they, they're obviously. 
had him less to do than me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, well, I'm trying to get that off. Hang on a minute. There we like, go. Ziggy's, um, a, um, I was going to say a friend of Finn's, but the last time they met, they didn't exactly see eye to eye. <laughs> and they were sat on the yeah, same table yeah. at the award ceremony and they just kept shouting. I know. I, yeah, yeah. Um, we had to put Arthur away when Arthur met Finn. That's right. We we had to put Arthur away because he was starting to be, get a bit old grumpy. I nearly got rid of Arthur after that because <laughs> you know how that is. Blimey! <laughs> no way! Yeah, so I wouldn't. Someone just put I mean, on look. there that they were the poop magnet, and yeah, but but that you know that's when you put up decent cars. I'm, I'm either no good at spotting decent cars, or I'm uh, we're so boring. Yeah, well, what I should have done. <laughs> no, me. He's saying me. What I should have done was just, when I was on my own. I should have just put a cardboard cutout of Finn here, and then it would have made Harry's yeah. two weeks more entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm 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 a brilliant imitator of a cardboard cutout, <laughs> as people will you know. know. What? I thought your last week's um, podcast was absolutely yeah. spot on. So well done, and I even uh, well, thank you very I much. Was very nice to you. <laughs> you were great job with that. You were. Yeah, yeah, you're very kind, mate. Um, but uh, yeah, hello again, Dave. Someone's saying good to see you all again. All the best. See, it's really risky. Someone's going to test me on this because I don't always read the last line. Um, it's fine with us. That's good. Thank you for that. Um, we, you're, you're actually. Somebody said, "Where are you?" So, where oh, are you? Oh, okay. So, we got this beautiful, secure field not far from from home that we're allowed to use. It just means that I can bring the dogs and they can actually just come and be dogs because maxi finn hero they're all very high drive dogs and sometimes it yeah. can be a challenge to go to the park and let them off and actually enjoy it and allow them to enjoy it too so a secure field is absolutely brilliant they could be dogs they're, at the moment they're being fairly typical german shepherds in that they couldn't possibly leave my side yeah yeah but yeah just allow them yes. to go and wander off without me worrying that they're going to I don't know. And do you have to put those jackets well, in the fridge, freezer, or are they naturally? No, yeah, no. You, I mean, you can do, but um, it's, they're just um, like Terry toweling. You wet them, make sure they're soaked all the way through, and yeah. then, um, uh, evaporation does the rest. It keeps them cool. Every every couple of hours or so, you have to to re uh, rehydrate them. But they're incredible. I mean, yesterday, yeah. thirty six degrees, uh, and they were weren't panting. Hi, Stella. Stella's, but we've all got a soft spot for Stella. She's um, she's an amazing police dog in Gloucestershire. I've got a soft spot for Stella. No, actually, this is cider <laughs> that I'm allowed. To, this is cider. Do you know what? I I always make a rule that you know um, I, I actually measure my units and all this sort of thing, so I keep an eye because otherwise I could easily turn into an alcoholic. So I do. I'm, I keep I keep on the limits. Uh -huh. And um. But it's, it's, it's that cider feeling. It's like 30 degrees out there. Uh, it had to be a cool glass of cider yeah. in a Coke I would have glass, fallen asleep. Uh, which no, I, I don't think, think anyone would have If I'd have had one this early, I think yeah. I'd have fallen asleep. It just would have been me snoring, well, which is probably similar to your uh, two-week podcast. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> see, look, see... See, thank you for that. Um, that's very nice. So it, it's basically StreamYard is the service I use. It's cheaper than than the other one. Uh, what's the other one called Zoom? again? Um, Zoom. Yeah, Zoom. Uh, it's just cheaper for, for us to use, and it's got most of the facilities. I wanted to show you, first of all, a Finn, actually, quite a long time ago in Dartmouth, um, with uh, when he did a – what do you call it? Do you call it a chase? Straight, straight no, what do you call it when you – Straight chase. 
A straight chase. Straight chase. Okay, well, we'll go for this. Um, I'm going to go for... Uh, let's have a look. Okay, that's a stream. Here we go. said I was getting in it. Rather... All right. Was this last year or the year before? I think it was the year before. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There we go. I remember, I remember <laughs> Steve, Steve Dutton, who's um, who's doing the talk over for this, because uh, Finn left on first command, and that was uh, what uh, a year and some and a half after retiring, and he left on first. Yeah. Left, let let go of the sleeve on first command. Oh. And Steve was like, "Come and show us that. <laughs> Come and show us how you do it." Just a, a bit of a plug for Steve and his mate Graham. They've just started a, um, a dog training business down in South Devon. So, oh, God, the name slips me at the moment. But I'll, right. I'll Well, Steve and Graham, if you, if you hear of this, get it to me on my direct message. I will. I am aware of it, but I, I've heard about it. They just need to um, DM me and we'll get it out there something again. like Southwest uh, Canine is, 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 Steve, is Steve's. And I can't remember what Graham's yeah. is, and they're working together because they've worked together for years. Um, so anybody who's down that way in South Devon, then um, give them a shout, and they'll they'll teach your dogs amazing yeah. things. They're both very, very nice guys, incredible guys. Harry good, planning good. to do a karaoke demo of the. Go on, then, Harry, go for it. You and know then, what? You know what the Wurzels. Do you all two, know that? Because the Wurzels was uh, Blackbird or Lavi. <laughs> Something abusive. All right. Uh, no, I uh, I tell you what, I haven't heard of the Wurzels for about 10 years, and then they were 40 years old. But, uh, God, Wurzels, whoever doesn't know what they are, you're too young to be on this. So. <laughs> but they were, they were I, I'm talking like one now, they were. Uh, my daughter, my daughter, she's quite well spoken. I don't know where she gets that from. And she she talks like a normal human being, right? <laughs> and then and then she goes and then she goes out of the blue. She said, anyway, it cost me a fiver. And she and I I beg your pardon, was that she said it cost me a fiver. <laughs> uh, she comes in the most broad Devonshire accent when she says the word fiver. <laughs> fiver. So there we are. This one. So we just Poke her and make her say it several times oh, now. She's 21. She's not, you know, you're not, she's, you're she's not old enough to defend herself. I know herself. you're Cornish originally, but you're not particularly South. Maybe I'm just used to your accent. I mean, Gemma's, Gemma's mum is from Wiltshire, and, she's, oh, he, and she hasn't lived in Wiltshire for, I don't know, 50 <laughs> years, and she still sounds like she lives in Wiltshire. She lives in Norfolk oh, now, yeah, so but... it kind of, her accent is acceptable up there. I've just poured my cider all over Yay. the floor. Um, so that'd be nice and sticky later. Um, the, that'd be funny if, if Becky, if Becky walked through, if Rebecca walked through and then, um, slipped up on my cider oh, mate, <laughs> on live. Oh, mate, great TV. She's in the other room, I expect, going, Harry, I'm going to get you for that. <laughs> She's, uh, I don't think, I don't think she bothers anymore. I could test it. I could say something yeah. really abusive to her and see if she comes in. But, um, <laughs> what were we saying? What were we saying? Oh yeah. And this is the other, this is the other dog thing I've got here that I needed to, I needed to share. Um, and could you hear the sound on the other one? No. I did. Okay. Well, I'm going to just see. I might, I, I might, I'm going to stop that screen and then I'm going to try it again. Um, yeah, I'll show you then and I'll just say share audio. So that should do it. Okay. Right. So this was, see how this is. 
uh, you might be able to hear this. Hide that. Love this trick. Right, oh, yeah. Can you hear that? Yeah. Okay. Fair. See that? Ooh. That one there. Oh, I think I know what's about to happen. Stand by, stand by, stand by. Even better. No, listen, listen. Nothing. It is in there? <laughs> they tricked you. They he did. You. He did. He did, mate. Oh he went. God. He went for the double whammy. He thought, I know what he's doing. Yeah. Look, he, he even knew I was live streaming, and he thought, I love this one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Honestly, it was so dark, and I thought, you're waiting for it, waiting the anticipation. Yeah. And each time you're expecting it, it still gets you. Yeah. And I thought, no, I went past. I thought, what an idiot. I'm videoing, and there's nothing in there. And then. <laughs> Got I didn't know we're in there going like that. Oh yeah, we got another one. Yeah. Yeah, I sure I saw the spaniel next to him going three, yeah. two, Go. one. Go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um so have you so uh you need sawdust in your living room? I do. And I need a bar at the end and a few like um, a few ale there, and then it'll be a yeah, yeah spittoon. Um Oh, wow, look, we've got celebrity, a friend of a friend oh, of a friend wow. type thing, Susan. Friends with the daughter of one of the Wurzels. Wow, that has to be. There you go, Harry, that's your challenge. That Get the Wurzels on the podcast. <laughs> I tell you, only I can say this, but there's some pretty good Cornish maids about, I tell you. Um, some of them, some of them good in a bar fight, shall oh, we yeah. say. Uh, <laughs> I am I'm playing to the stereotype most you know I'm allowed to say this because Cornish is a minority group and therefore I am officially a minority group so I'm allowed to be offended so there we go um, you offend yourself <laughs> did you just offend yourself yeah. Harry <laughs> I did I've not decided yet I'm going to work out whether I am okay. and uh, well, make sure you ring 101 when, when you decide what you want. <laughs> yeah. i tell you what, while we're here, while we're here, and before, I want to just want to see... Um, mm. So now, now I'm, out, see, I'm right? out in the open. Sorry, just before you... Finn's yeah. just done a poo. Should I go and clear it up live, or should I wait until the end? Uh, I'm just going to say wait until the I end, and then what you'll time. get... No, and then what you'll get is a 20-minute edited video of look how reckless yeah, yeah, and irresponsible yeah. Dave is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, look, look, there he is. He's obviously WhatsApping his five mistresses. <laughs> That's it. That's what it will be. And you're <laughs> I don't want to be on the front. <laughs> Sorry about this, guys. I don't want to be on the front page of the Daily Mail with some made-up story. Look. So I'm going to clear up the poo live. Dave, I... <laughs> I don't, I don't want, we should, we should, we should have prepared this and you should have got a little, <laughs> we should have prepared this. Now I know what a poo looks like when you pick it up, when, when I, I'm looking at your face and <laughs> we should have prepared this before and you should have put a little smudge of a Malteser on the screen. Oh my God. <laughs> Like, I mean, Harry and I have now watched really loads. There it is. I can auction it. I can auction it for the new charity. Look, if now I don't get that, Stella, I don't believe that because my dog. I just does did that. I just did that. Of, oh. I just did it. Well, how come Arthur's? 
how come Arthur's are all the colours of the rainbow? Uh, Did you feed him uh, too too um, too high a calorie diet? So I just did that, <laughs> Stella. And I know Claire that you'll be watching somewhere giggling. Although I was live on this podcast and still chatting to Harry, I still managed to find yeah. the brain power to one handed check his poo. <laughs> and what is it now? Is it now hanging up in the tree in a little bag like oh, a Christmas yeah, decoration? Oh yeah, I mean, cost. That's what us dog walkers do. <laughs> We take something that's perfectly biodegradable and stick it in something that yeah. takes a thousand years to biodegrade, oh. and we hang it in a tree. Mate. Right, I've decided this is what I'm going to do in my retirement age, uh, whilst in COVID time, so I can't get a proper job. I'm going to hide in the woods and watch people choking bags of poo in the trees. And then, they start singing Wurzel songs at them when they're uh, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there we who go. Are the ones Look, this is how. Oh, who are the ones? That, uh, oh, I didn't. I didn't mean to do that. That was. That, this was the one I meant. Yeah, <laughs> this yep, is. absolutely. See that we're allowed to do that because we didn't say anything naughty yeah, or anything, and it's uh, <laughs> multitasking day. Because I tried to do that with one hand, and it's very it's difficult. Very difficult. Although in winter, and we yeah. and we will discuss more of this sort of stuff next week with Gareth when he's with us. Um, our exciting yeah. guest next week in winter. Picking up hot poo on a cold day when your fingers are frozen is one of the delights of life. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is. But there was, I know some dog handlers, they actually put it in their pockets as hand warmers. <laughs> I can't say I've ever been guilty of that. Although I have sat in the van half an hour after a job thinking, I can smell dog poo. And then realised it's right. still in my pocket. Uh, what? And it breached. No, thank you. we need to move no, on. Because you know, no. I, you know, some people have. Because um, my wife has a lot of phobias about stuff, and and I bet some people will be there, and they will be yeah. pretty much gagging now. So we need to move on. <laughs> yeah. to... Sorry, it's four o'clock We're... on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. People could be eating. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. we spent enough time God. on poop. <laughs> Dave, it was all going so well without you yesterday, <laughs> uh, last week rather, and you've come along here and ruined then the it. Figures, and the figures you know? plummeted, Harry. Are we down to like one person and that's your wife in the next room? <laughs> we're actually, I think we're higher than normal. We're 120 live at the moment, <laughs> mate. So uh, money we've got, I think I think we've got about 90 frowning emojis. Yeah, but... yeah. I'm, being, I'm being mobbed at the moment because I've got a pot of chicken for the dogs. So they're all looking at me uh, like they actually love me. <laughs> Mm. But I know mm. it's the pot. Well, look. Well, while you feed the dog, I came across this looking at the YouTube. This is one of the things I got up to um, before I I left. Uh, left, and it was on a similar sunny day like this. And basically, what we're doing in headquarters, they were they're doing a lot of building work and stuff, and they built a brand new police station. It's amazing. Where? And um, yeah, Dexter, it's absolutely. And we were the ARV lot, the armed response lot were rattling around it like peas in a barrel because they didn't want to bring up response um, too soon because COVID was kicking us okay. and they wanted to keep us separate. So, yeah, so we had, it was an amazing place. So we we did, we, we we had what we called Venice Beach where we had some um, sort of keep fit and stuff outside. Yeah, because you firearm boys, you love that sort of thing. <clears throat> and girls. And yeah, girls. well, they, the others do, that's for sure. Well, funny you should say that. Um, but here is here is a girl, and 
she, Kirsty, she's brilliant. She was, she's taken over my role and it will be doing it far better. So I have been made sure. None of us doubt that, to, None of us doubt that. Yeah. Well, I think we don't know. She's pretty organized and pretty good. So, but anyway, here, here, here's what we got up to. I just remember this. <clears throat> there is a little swear word in here by the young lady <coughs> who will be absolutely worried. Now. So I might, I might. Well, who do you think? Well, there's only one idiot on screen. It's got to be you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, right, do that. not do this at kids' home. Oh, do do not do oh, this God. at kids' home. What is going on? No, that. that is my only cider I've had, honestly. Oh, my God, Harry. <laughs> well, if the Daily Mail had run out of stories, they've now got right. Yeah, I know. And then I might have to talk quite loudly now. Hey. Right, I talk loudly now because she suddenly has massive regrets. Yeah, and look where the cars oh, are. No. The parked cars. Oh, my God. Are you that person? Are they going to stop you? <laughs> no, they, they don't. They don't need oh, to. Okay. It's, it's my big it head. A, it managed, was a flat uh... tire, was it? <laughs> so what, what on earth led to that? That was, I saw it. Um, I saw it and I decided, well, that's got to be done, isn't it? Uh, you know, like a mature human being oh who, who would, yeah. I mean, that, that was the only reason. Uh, it was, it was there. It was there. It was I, I had to go. Yeah. You know, those silly things on a balmy summer's day and you just think, it's there, isn't it? No. But I, you could see where Kirsty's actually seen it start to, and it really got good momentum. And she then <laughs> lets out the S word. And so you because she suddenly realized, oh my God, this is a lot faster than we thought. <laughs> but it was good. You just had to go with yeah, it. Yeah, you survived. I mean, it would have made better telly if you hadn't, <laughs> but uh, you survived. <laughs> I would have, would have, what if it was like Bigfoot and it just went over the cars and smashed oh, yeah, a couple like, of roofs? Yeah, and the first car is the ACC's car and the second is the DT. Yeah, yeah. And, um, then you, and then you see me go off like. <laughs> I do a, I do a hit and run in a tractor type. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and the, this year's Darwin Award goes to Harry Taggart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh used to do this all the time as a kid. Joys of growing up in the countryside. But the difference is, Annie, you grew up. Yeah, yeah. That's what happened, you see. Uh but you know, but you know, in Devon and Cornwall there's no crime, so you just have to find things to do. You know, there's absolutely no crime at all. The sun always shines. It's great. So, anyway, any officers out there who are just struggling under the strains of your police forces, come over to us. Oh. It's great. It's are chill. they open yeah, at the moment, are they, Devon and Cornwall? Always. I couldn't imagine. They are, quite regularly. I imagine a more lovely county to go and, to go and work in. Well, technically, it's two counties, but, of you know. Um, <laughs> of but yeah, it's it's there is a little bit too much. I need to do a button up, I think. There's not a lot of chest there to show off as well. Uh yeah, um it is, it's phenomenal. And the best thing, do you know what I liked about it is because I started off in probation in Torquay. So that was just you know, then it was nightclubs and it's fighting and it's you know, and it's um and then painting it's alongside it. It's just so sort of residential and a bit more elderly, a bit more kiss me quit type place and really really different and then i went to dawlish for three years which is that little, you know the little black swans and idyllic village but there's crime everywhere and right. there's drugs everywhere yeah. and it's, there's, there's busy stuff to do and then just plymouth was 
as I say, just kicking doors in for three years, really, in Plymouth. But again, they're very pleasant sides. Remember, cops know the worst part. We get sent to the bad bits, not the good bits, don't we? Yeah, I mean, I remember remember when we moved to where we are now, that um, a guy who used to work a nearby town was like, oh, you can't move there because of so-and-so. And I was like, really, yeah. honestly? Or is it just you got called there a couple of times and that just happened to be where you, you know, what sticks in your mind? So, yeah, we do get to see the bad yeah. and then we forget the rest of it's really good. Oh, and you do, hi, and that's the problem. Mom. Hello, Lynn's mum. We've been waiting for you. Where have you been? You know, for goodness sake, about time. We're waiting. We're saying, for God's sake, where's Lynn's mum? You know, but you're here, so it's good. It's good now. So thanks for that. Uh, yeah, but the thing is, you'd li- I'd, I'd go in Dawlish, which everyone rushes to because it's a lovely, quaint place. And yeah, but we had 60 square miles. And um, but then, of course, because you go to all the bad bits, uh, you know, the drug overdoses like will be anywhere nationally. And you suddenly think, oh, I don't know if I'd want to live here anymore. But I've got to say, Exeter's lovely. Yeah. Exeter. And Dawlish is lovely. Yeah. And Torbay's lovely if you. The Torbay Seafront, that was beautiful. But that's enough advertising. Um, <clears throat> I'll tell you what, have you seen this guy, Festus? I want to give him a bit of a plug. Festus is a guy that I've spoken to a few times on the phone. And he is just, uh, he's just a lovely guy. And the thing is, he's been a bit of a businessman. Um, and he, yes, in the future, he might be looking at PCC, but um, he's uh, not at the moment. But he wants to find out about policing. So what he's done, he's joined the specials in Bedfordshire. And <clears throat> he's put all his cards on the table. He's like, this is the situation. This is what I want to do. And, uh, you know, he had, he had to have a choice as well, because whether he wants to go into politics or whether he wants. And he's chosen specials. He wants to do specials. But look, here's just an example of what he's like. Um, and I think you should like follow it. to announce you that I am going to be Here joining Bedfordshire Police as a special constable starting tomorrow. And uh, I'm really looking forward to working alongside our regular police officers um, in uniform, protecting our communities and serving our residents. And one of the reasons why I'm doing this was um, following uh, right two items last year in the King Valley Policing Area, as well as the Bedfordshire Policing Area. Um, we went to cases where police officers uh, were dealing with someone who had reported a case of serious uh, sexual assault. So, I mean, I, I won't play the whole thing, but what he's doing is doing a, and that was the first one, and he's doing a diary of all his training as he goes through the special. So if there's any people out there who are thinking or know of relatives or friends who are thinking about joining the police or the specials, have a look at all his videos. Yeah. Um, because, and I'll show you his his, um, I've said to him about his surname as well, because I'm Tangy, and everyone spells my name wrong. It's my T-A-N-G-Y-E, and they always put G-Y, or they put G-E-Y, or G-E. I don't blame them, because it's a ridiculous name I've got. But, um, so this is Festus uh, uh, Akimbusui, and I would forget. It, it is almost, I've, I've got him to say it to me, and it's off, it is almost as he says it. He's, um, and so here we go. I would suggest follow this, guys and girls. I hope there's nothing not too personal on that. There. there you go. Follow follow him. Um, he's getting quite a lot of attention on there now good. because uh, it's good. It's just showing his act. And he, he's basically showing you what, how involved it yeah. is, that how much law you have to lose, how, all, all about safeguarding, all about uh, using as minimal force as possible because I think people just think sometimes you just – 
you get a badge like on TV, and then you get your gun, and then you just become sheriff, oh, and that's no. it. Uh, yeah, yeah which is what I, I mean, did. You, I didn't do specialing, but I know that you did, and it was it, it's an incredible yeah. thing for anybody um, interested in or think they're interested in joining the policing. And of course, it is one of the uh, most recognised routes currently for, for getting into policing. So, uh, and it's in every force. Yeah. It's in any force. I think it's in British Transport Police as well. It's it's basically. People who do it, some people just want to do a bit for their community. And so it's mature people who've gone, had a small business, people who've gone through a divorce, maybe people, you know, a bit of life experience. And um, they think, oh, I want to do this. But you are put on these courses where you learn law yep. and you have these uh, COVID at the moment, whatever, and you go through officer safety training and you, you have all the powers of a police yep. officer. And I remember as a special... It's got a lot more professional than when I did it 30 years ago. <clears throat> I tended to turn up for carnivals and things and wave at traffic, <laughs> usually usually over over the headland, you know, as they go over the cliff. But it, it's it, but also I could then jump in a car with a panda car and yep. um, I would pick up law from others and we would do stop search training and things like that. <gasps> stop search. We did it even then, you know, and because it worked. Funny that, isn't it? And um, so, yeah, we did that. But now there's is far more structured package. Yeah. So go for uh, it. Go uh, for uh, it. Hang on. Just, just one of the dogs the other side of the show. I going to give her a shout. Put your fingers in your ears. and channel. I whistles. Um, sorry. Cats all over the country going, ah, everybody um, I... And Annie, to answer your question, Annie, very quickly, I think you remember you can do volunteers as well, but you still apply as a volunteer. Um, so obviously it completely depends on what, because there's mental health and there's mental health, isn't well, it? I mean, um, it's obviously men mental health. Well, every one of us yeah. has got mental health. So yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I work with a guy, he's just taking a break from specialing, but probably one of the best police officers I've ever met. And he's a special. So, you know, um, definitely. Oh, you, you, do you know what you, you do, you get your ones that are absolutely, there's a special in Exeter called James who... <laughs> has put so many hours in and gets so many results and does all the files and does this, that, and the other. It's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but he enjoys it, and he just wants to get away from his other work and do something completely yeah. different and help the community. It's a cliche, but it's worse. You know, it's true. So um, uh, is it worth mentioning now the um, Andrew's Law? Yes, Andrew's Laws. Andrew's Law. So Andrew Harper we're talking about, aren't we? Yes, we are. And there's a couple of things. We've put our support, Police Federation, we've put our support behind Lizzie, his wife. Andrew Harper was uh, the guy in Thames Valley Police who was um, uh, was dragged behind the, the car uh, when the quad bikes were stolen. Um, absolutely tragic. And and it's we just feel that um, the sentencing is good old Britain. You know, if it was in America, they'd have been an put away probably for 350 mm. years uh it, in the uk we like to see the, the the other side of people and it is a bit frustrating especially when somebody goes out to put themselves and again you know there, there's that term running towards danger but anyone else who goes to work right you go to your offices or you you go out in whatever work you drive drive a, a lorry or you run a company if you one of your staff members came up and punched you in the mouth every other week or so, you'd want something done about it. You wouldn't put up with it. 
but because you're a police officer, it's like, ah, well, you know? And I'm really worried that it's starting to become, because people say, well, why should you be treated any differently than anyone else? I'm saying because of that fact, we're not, we're not sorting our own business out like you are. You may get assaulted if somebody crashes into your car, jumps out of the car and starts, you know, threatening you and you get out. But we are coming to your car that's been smashed in who's trying to assault you. So we do need that extra protection for the, so the, the person doing it thinks twice yeah. about, and that's my view on it. So yeah, you know, the, the Americans, for me, the Americans seem to have the right take on it. It's, you know, these guys and girls are, holding the law and running into danger and actually they are the ones like you just said that needs protecting whereas in this country you know i've had judges say it to me in the past where you know it's part of your job you should expect it uh, no yeah. <laughs> not really yeah. kind of hope that people are gonna you know if they're under arrest they're under arrest they're under arrest um for them to then go on and, and assault you to try and get away you know that's it's illegal it's against the law it shouldn't be right and this, yeah um so yes, I do think it's long term, long time coming. But there should be definitely needs to be a, a review over what happens when police are assaulted and you know poor Andrew killed yeah. in the line of duty yeah. and someone's found guilty. Um, exactly that. So I exactly that. And, uh, and of course, this Lizzie's calls for uh, for Andrew's law. I will be. Yeah. So we're, we're supporting this because I think it get, can get a bit confusing and it gets a bit diluted, I think, if there's others. And we know that Liz, Lizzie's, um, it's just, we know that it's, it's uh, bona fide, it's not saying the others aren't, but we know that's right and we're putting our cause behind. And the Police Federation is as well. Um, and John Apter, both you and me know very well. Um, and, I think the Federation needed you know, a vehicle. And, I, you, know, I'm not, you know, I'm not being nasty or anything. And I think this is the perfect vehicle. It's, We've got national attention, international attention, and it's only right now that we use that collectively and get change. Yeah, yeah. I think, and and then you got you got Stuart Alton, of course, who I don't know if you remember other people um, can remember now, because so many things take over, and this is the problem. But Stuart Alton was the guy who did a normal uh, just standard stock check on a white van, uh, yeah. and there was a guy inside, and uh, he. he hit him over the head several times in London with uh, a machete, a two-foot-long machete. And, uh, you know, it was found in court that it wasn't an attempt murder, which, again, you know, you've got to give your your trust in, in, in juries. But I think, do you know what? For the first time, I'm starting to wonder, and it, 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 some people say, better the devil you know, what do you replace it with? But I'm starting, because with social media and how people get pushed along with that and you only get one side of the story with certain videos he had numerous slashes it seems like now you can hit someone over the head with the sharp edge of a machete as hard as you can and be considered not attempting to kill the person what were they expected to do so that will we'll let that go but it's until hopefully appeals and things like that but you know, so I think it's gone for um, assault with intent, GBH with intent, maybe. I, yeah. I don't know. I can't remember. Intent, there was, but, there was okay, so, somebody, somebody will know on here, but there was something up, something in the judge's comments that kind of made sense, but it wasn't. Um, right. Yeah, right. I mean, it wasn't trying to suggest that he he wasn't a very bad man. It was just something to suggest. I can't remember what it was. At the time, yeah, yeah. It, it I mean, it's in public forum. He had, but, he'd, he'd, he'd injured 
um, two other attacked two other people with machete previously and was conviction for rape, I think, or something like that. But I think you know he, he's not got a. But it's the thing with law, isn't I it? Think there Dave? Was a, you can have bad. Go on. I was going to say, I think there was a lawyer. I'm not going to mention names who did try and suggest that the reason the judge uh, poo-pooed attempt murder was. Um, because he was using the machete in self-defense. That is not what the judge said. That's what I can remember. But that, that, that person, that person, I'm not going to mention. He doesn't deserve a name mentioning. I know you're right, and um, I, that you're quite right, and that's probably the best way to do it because there's there's certain people who have such low integrity, and I'm very happy to say this that they don't care what's right and wrong. So there's no point trying to convince them. They don't care. They just need to know where the next penny's coming from. Yeah. And uh, like you said, I'm not mentioning names, but these really toxic individuals who start throwing things into the fire so they get made headlines, and therefore people who are a little bit more dubious decide that, oh, I'll use them yeah. to defend me, and they get money in their pocket. So it is best to ignore them. Completely. Did you see right. the, uh, the, uh, the article um, of the guy who shot I think he shot three police officers. One in, one went next to his spine and through his, or over the top of his kidney. One of the bullets uh, in Brixton, twenty odd years ago, who have now become friends. He, they, the cop has given yes. him, and they're getting together and they're trying to make change. You know, for me, that is absolutely, absolutely yeah. to listen to the criminal. Um, yeah. Sorry, the criminal. The, the yeah, guy, I saw the guy that. Who, who pulled the trigger. You know, it's really, um, really. I yeah. wrote the book. I'd be interested to have a look at it, actually. Um, and I, you know, I don't think my guy's uh, ready for us to to meet him yet. But you know, maybe in the future we could get together and try and find out, you know, why he was so young and so impressionable, and yeah, what made yeah. him decide to to do what he did. Like the guy who's uh, um, uh, to today, I'll share the story on my timeline. I'm sure you'll share it on yours. It was just a fascinating four minute clip. I don't know if it's going to be a, a panorama or something like that, but uh, you know, they were but walking back down the same street in Brixton where he, um, yeah, where he was shot. Where he shot him, yeah, yeah, together yeah. and as friends trying to make change together. And, and I hope the Federation are, uh, are using it because um, they certainly need to be. Yeah, indeed. It's that difficult thing, isn't it? When you're, um, <clears throat> uh, it, it's that difficult thing where you know. I mean, you could befriend any criminal and go, oh, you know, and, it, and they say, oh, I'm really sorry, you know. And but it's, I, I think what over overrules that. However nice and lovely you are, and however bad day you had when you committed your heinous crime, it's repercussions. You have to have be responsible for your actions yeah. and. It's to, to that's the bit that concerns me is this feeling that well you know he's showing remorse and so we'll we'll lessen this that and the other and then once they're out again they suddenly go well, hey we've seen it yeah, though, we haven't we these yet. people going laughing in your face basically almost like acting in court you know. so that you can get a bit of a discount for act for showing remorse yeah I don't doubt that some but people always... do show remorse I can tell you one thing our guy showed none. Yeah whatsoever no remorse at all maybe when he gets older really? and he grows up and he has kids of his own if he lives that long he yeah. will show some you know think back and think oh crikey that was a bit of a bad moment in my life but he showed nothing in court nothing at all and we know that these guys I mean, Jim, that, uh, you know Andrew Harper they they were laughing and joking in court you know that's I know I, it's just it, it's so nauseating and 
Uh, oh, well, I just personally hope they have horrible, miserable stays in prison. <laughs> yeah, you know, but I can say that, Dave. Um, Jem says, restorative justice. And I think if it's done well, if it, do you know community service, Dave? Oh, wouldn't it be good if it worked? Yeah. You know, you you could get things out of it, you know, obviously for the lesser offences, that they would actually clear the place you know, up. I've said to you that, up, but... that dogs have saved my life. You know, I was brought up on a South East London council to say I never got arrested because I was probably never there when the police turned up. Um, dogs, <laughs> saved, dogs saved my life, you know, and I do lots of dog training. And I, I, I sit at home and I think, oh, wouldn't it be wonderful to take on... Um, you know, a young lad or a young girl who's who's struggling through life and show them that hanging around on the street corner and bending to peer pressure isn't isn't the way ahead. And actually, you know, because someone was talking about it earlier, I was listening to a, um, a podcast by Ian Dunbar, who's a world-renowned dog trainer, and he was talking about the, what was it, pits, pit bulls for parolees? And he yeah. said a program they do in America where they've seen almost zero reoffending rates because... They, they introduce these guys to to dogs and dog training and how you can oh. turn these. And these are all troubled dogs. They're all dogs that come with bite history and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And how turning these dogs, these guys and gals can see things in these dogs and the way they behave and, and see aspects of their own life. And it changes them completely. Well, um, you, you do, you like do that. that. You do that now. If, you, if anyone hasn't read that yet, read it. It's phenomenal. It's one of those... Amazing things that you say, it generally did change your life because you had, uh, you know, in your younger years, you were struggling, weren't you, with with that um, connection with, um, you know, because... Oh, I had nothing, mate. Because of where you were... I had nothing. If I, if I huh? went to my grandparents, that's, that's the only... You know, I, I don't blame my mum. It was mental health. Um, but, yeah, we I had no support at home. We didn't have help with homework. We didn't... Mate, sometimes we didn't get bathed or fed. Um, and sometimes we lived yeah, in absolute yeah. squalor. And then, and then randomly you'd come home and the house would be spotless, top to bottom. Um, uh, and but then, right. but then you know, then you, uh, yeah. If she was on a down, down. It, it wasn't. She didn't have a down day. She'd have a down six months. And then. So the the key thing, key thing there, you started walking the dog, the neighbor's dog, didn't you? Yeah. And and then started, and that was you suddenly realised how that loyalty and friendship and that sort of camaraderie you had with the animal and you thought well this is it that warmth that love yeah. and that you know i mean it's quite it's uh, an amazing thing to read anyway but uh, um, thanks harry ah got got uh dave's book in audible did finn do the audible yes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry about that it's rubbish i know um i just well um there is. Oh, I've just done my audible actually. Bloody, I mean, blimey, that was that was a long thing. But anyway, that will be that'll be out soon to anyone who doesn't want to read stuff but won't want to listen to stuff. Um, yeah, audibles uh, are great for if you're sitting in the car or in the bath or yeah. drinking a glass of wine and trying to ignore the kids. They're brilliant. Yeah, cool. Is your, in your, cool. You so there's yours, you? I didn't do mine. They got a guy to do mine. I would like to have done it. But see, I yeah, but you you had a publisher. You can listen to all day long, so I might get your audible. <laughs> and I can't read. Can you tell my wife that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know it's difficult though because somebody um, they you you were a proper author and you got what? a publisher and I didn't get I didn't get a, I didn't get a publisher because I and I don't blame them because I was only um this, you know there's thousands of police sergeants that retire 
And I wasn't even in, you know, in the depths of London dealing with the worst of criminals, you know. Um, but mine was on a completely different angle than that. And um, so anyway, I thought, no, well, I'll do the audio. And uh, I had to get special microphones. And somebody actually said to me, it's really good, really clever stuff. And they give me advice and say, the best place to do it is in your car. Yeah. Um, you can dampen down the glass stuff, but it's actually soundproofing anyway. So, and then I'd have this microphone in there and then do it on Audacity software where you get rid of all the glitches and all the spaces. Because otherwise you get all this, um, you know, um, slightly, um, you know, and it would take forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I sound like I read books really well now. Because I got rid of that. But no, it I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to go get that. Right, is, it, is it available now? <laughs> no. Well, because I stuck it in Amazon, and you, you're really nervous because I had to learn a whole load of stuff where it says it needs to be certain between certain decibels, this, that, and you know, you think, what the hell does that mean? So you'd, you'd look it up, and that would mean nothing. You'd look on YouTube, and you go, oh, yeah, okay. So then you'd do it, but until you press submit, you have no idea. And then I had like five chapters out of. 30 yeah. that were rejected i'm like no but then i realized okay well let's not panic let's just and it was just a, a gentle sort of adjustment of certain things and then it said submitted thank you we'll let you know in at least four weeks so <laughs> so, so you'll have to let us know so, yeah. you will. Uh, you'll have to let us know when it is available because i'd um I'd listen yeah to thanks it. mate well, we got who we got next week? Oh yes, next week. I'm really happy about this. So I've known Gareth for a long while, but only through social media. So Gareth, when Gareth, anybody who doesn't remember the program, send in the dogs. Anybody remember that? Send in the dogs. It was in the early 2000s, I think. Gareth will tell us right. next week. So they it was centered around the Met to begin with, and obviously it was about about the dog units and. Uh, there's a, a Met sergeant who now works in our force called Peter Madden, who was on it. Um, and it just got, mm -hmm. it was the first real show that I ever saw that gave you a proper insight in, as to what the dog units do. And then it went up north, it went up to Manchester. And there was this guy on there called Gareth. And um, yeah. he had this dog then called Riley. And I remember them going out, and, you know, Gareth really proactive, and he was out there, you know, chasing baddies and whatever. and uh, and they actually, and the, the, the film crew must have been like, my God, this is gold. Because you know what it's like. You take a film crew out with you and nothing happens. Well, yeah. Gareth took a film crew out with him with Riley. Uh, he tracked from a D camp and found two people um, hiding, got them nicked. And then there was another shift they went out with him and they was a, it was a daytime burglary. Gareth came around the corner, saw a guy matching the description, legging it. Deployed Riley out of the van and, and Riley did a straight chase and took him down beautifully. It was absolute dog section TV yes. gold. So anyway, wow. then Gareth and, and Riley retired and then Gareth got uh, Theo. And he'll tell us all about this next week. And Theo, yeah. Theo's the most incredible dog. I mean, I've never met him. We did try and meet because he was down for an award ceremony and get a picture with him and Finn together, but it didn't work. Um, Theo, the most incredible dog. What an amazing partnership. And I, I won't go into any of the stories because I'll leave it to Gareth. You might have to put a couple of hours aside for next week because I do think it's going to be brilliant. Plus, Gareth, I'm sure Gareth and I will take the piss out of um, out of Harry for at least an hour. Right. And Thank you, you can for ask those questions, Harry. Thanks for the forewarning. About, about forewarned. what it's like to All right, forewarned. 
That's right. I'm gonna I'm gonna come up with some defense mechanisms going on. That's it. I'm gonna take you on. Because I'm just as an LV, I'm gonna get slaughtered on it. Yeah, There's already definitely. people say, how can you somebody's already put how can you put crayons in audio? Hey? Yeah. <laughs> somebody's already said that. How can you put crayons in audio? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> come on. So yeah, so anybody um, who likes to see Harry get his come up and you need to join us next week. But in all seriousness. If you haven't got Gareth's book, you need you need to get it because it's incredible. Let my copy of Finn's book. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> right, but that that could also mean that the local dog handler thought it's such a load of old rubbish, he's burnt it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, got some hints, mate. I tell you, I tell you what I liked about Gareth's book is again, he's, you hear about this. He's very honest, very honest sort of thing. Um, but he's really honest because he realizes during that program that he he was I don't want to I'm not going to give too much away but he realized he was he was quite an arrogant person his priorities were set in his life were a certain order um and how he comes around and now you can see what, he, what such I didn't watch that I didn't see that uh, was that in mainstream yes, TV mate, it'll, it'll I was be on YouTube being I'll send you a link and you can put it up right. in Barrett's garage yeah, cool. Okay, that's good. And uh, because it's in the book, he mentions that, and it's absolutely fascinating. With, I mean, I mean I've really learned with your book, Dave, um, uh, several years ago when I read it. Now, and with Gareth, I thought, well, I know, I know about police dogs. You know, what am I going to learn? You know, I know it's, I know sort of, I've seen training, I've seen working, but it's you, you to see what's going on behind there when this is going on, and. Um, you know, it's it's just it's just fantastic. Really, really good stuff. So I recommend you get them. Um, what have we got? So what how, what is, what's Finn up to at the moment there? Uh, well, he's actually helping me with a whole load of dog training videos that we're doing at the moment. So we're just sort of expanding the dog training business a bit. Everything's sort of gone online, so we're going to do some online stuff. Um, so he's helping me with some dog uh, dog training books um yeah. so sorry dog training videos um which hopefully <laughs> could, yeah 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 could could lead on to, to other stuff who knows <laughs> yeah yeah so he's a busy boy uh, oh no see mick mick is a retired dog handler and um from way up to t north t one of the most loveliest couples but yeah ben was his dog and have you, you obviously must have spoken to was the the techniques um they will have been honed but basically um, are they pretty I mean, much the, the same the, yeah, what what we do is pretty much the same the training has moved on uh lots yeah. it moved on leaps and bounds which was a good thing if i'm honest very you know mick mick will tell you as well um yeah. the, the dog training is much better but the dog training has still got a little way to go in my opinion and some others but um yeah what we did i mean the stories that that mick's got are incredible the things that they dealt with and the people that they tackled so the job is pretty, yeah. the role is is almost identical and the bond i mean do you remember is still there oh yeah yeah um do you remember the there, i mean there was a bit in um the book uh for hero um gareth's book where he basically had to say something under his breath because it wasn't really, I'm not going to say what it was, but his dog didn't react and it, it stressed him out. Yeah. And I know what it was, but it, it stressed him out. So, um, but he knew if he, if he, cause he understood the dog and the dog understood him, be more dog, babe, be more dog. Don't, don't make the dog more oh, human, yes. be more dog. And then, <clears throat> um, 
then he realised that he'd get the best performance, but it didn't fit in the strict structure there of, of uh, dog handling training and stuff like that. Because yeah. I suppose they have to have one package to fit all because they know 99.9% of it works for all, but each dog is different as well. Yeah, isn't it? They, yeah. I mean, uh, it used to be that all dog training, even in the civilian world, was one package. That's the way you do it. Barbara Woodhouse, check chain, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but thankfully yeah. we've moved on. There's still a few old sweats knocking about and they'll all be retired soon, thank God. And um, not, not in our force. Our force are all brilliant. I, that's what they were saying about me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, but you can very much tailor, you know, training to particular dogs now. And, you know, and if, if you go to, this, this is the civilian world as well. If you go to um, an instructor and they say this is, is this way or the highway, then I'd take the highway. Yeah, I like dogs are yeah. just like people, you know. There's not everybody learns the same way, and not every dog learns the same way, and it's all to do with their learning history and their previous experience and their breeding and um, their environment and stuff like that. So, yeah, anyone who says this is the way we're going to train your dog and this is the only way I know, then say goodbye. Hero and Pearl, absolutely fine. Uh, they're back to work tomorrow in the heat. So we shall go and find a nice shady spot to do some training, but they're absolutely amazing, bless them. So they don't go, oh, I've got to go to work tomorrow. Oh, you know? no, it's quite the opposite. Oh. They absolutely adore work. Funny enough, Pearl, when it yeah. comes to the end of the shift and going home, she refuses to get out of the van. She, Not that she hates going home, she loves going home, yeah. but she loves work so much that she would work 24-7, bless her. And you'll echo that with, with Gareth, where he said he would genuinely have done it for free. It yeah, just, oh, yeah, it was, but it's so exciting. You can, never he, say he that, to... you can never say that out loud because our bosses no. are always looking for ways to cut. We're not protected like firearms and major crime and stuff like that. And some, I'm sure some bosses see us as, as an expensive um, commodity or waste of space or whatever. But, you know, when you talk to Gareth next week, hopefully you'll realize that we're far from a waste of space. And the, the you know work what? these That's dogs do I... is incredible. But we would. That's what we I would do it fear. for free. But don't tell the bosses that. We'll keep that quiet. But that's what I fear about taking the individual accounts away because certain forces say that people get confused, which you can't follow. Because the one of the best things, when you do your Twitter, I learned, and there's no course I've been on, but I really learned that, first of all, it was to show what the public gets for their buck. Secondly, it was... Um, so then when we ask them for more council tax that, to pay for the police... They go, oh, yeah, okay. Secondly, it's nice to know what's going on in their area so they can more informed and they can help when uh, when there's information required and stuff like that. And it gets rid of the frustration when a road's closed for a yep. while. And thirdly, it tells the bosses what you're doing. Yeah. And the bosses then are more, less likely because I, I really think, I mean, I've got to, you know, I'm always praising Devon and Cornwall. Even when I've left, I don't need to. But I'm praising Devon and Cornwall because they knew the value. And, yes, they knew the value of their dog mm. units. And whereas most other forces slash them no. by half. But that doesn't mean you get half the no. jobs. It get, means you get about 20 to 30% of your jobs because that dog's got to travel from one side of the force to the no, other. No. And by that time, they've no, gone. No. But if you've got one in each side of the four, they can get I mean, I, I spoke to, uh, we talked about Steve and Graham earlier on. And, and I spoke to Steve and Graham when we were facing massive cuts. And, you know, and I've spoken to, to a number of bosses in Devon and Cornwall and, and, they, and yeah. they played an absolute blinder, but it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a force economy they created. They showed and they were able to show 
their worth and they, they you know, yeah. as far as i'm aware they didn't lose any dogs or any handlers which you know i take my hat off to them they did an incredible job maybe i need to transfer to devon and cornwall harry maybe you should do that mate i'll, I'll get the blockage off oh. immediately um when Talking uh, of which, i think you know we, you and me should actually what? do what we said the first yeah. podcast was going to do because the kind of the coronavirus oh. thing is sort of yeah did, well, you said get drunk, get drunk in a pub and just say what we really think. Is that what you think? Yeah, that's what I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm all for that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll transfer to Devon and Cornwall first, get the understanding of the bosses who understood you, and then do it. <laughs> do you know, there was a, I've got to say, and I, I think I mentioned it on the last time, uh, someone actually called it, you'll get the same, Dave, and it's absolutely lovely where... Somebody's saying, oh, just to let you know, I got in the job and I've, I've just come out to my, my two years, really pleased I've done it. And so you think, I can't quite remember who they are. And you scan back, you realise that they private messaged yeah. you. And they started off as a cadet. Yeah. Or they started off as somebody who was saying, look, can you just let me know? Is it, is it really yeah. all right? Because I'm getting a bit wibbly with what's going on in the media. Yeah. You know, I'm just thinking twice about joining. And then we go, go for yeah. it just regret the things you don't do and it's lovely to get that but one one um, young woman actually said she i was reading it down and she said uh i, I should get her on really but she said um i used to uh, um i read your book harry and then in the interview i actually said uh got to the through you know the proper interview with the proper top brass there um and she said, I use the example of where you said your bosses were really good and where it just fed down through the yep. force. So you were free to make mistakes nice. if they were not malicious or negligent or, or whatever, but they wouldn't jump yep. on you and they defended you in the media yep. if things happened because they know actually, you're, you know, and they really encouraged that sort of for you to make the best of your skills and things. And she used it in the interview. She said, uh, you know, you're reading something, Harry Tangis, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking those that interview board probably thought, yeah, I thought we got yep. rid of him, and yes, again, he's bloody. And I, I, honestly, I was thinking, oh my god, what she doesn't get in there? Yeah. What, what but, she think it's me? And then she said at the end, "You'll be glad to know I got in." And I'm like, oh. and they they meant special notice. So they meant special mention that they liked the example. Oh, gave. blimey! So so yeah. Right. So who knows? So the, basically, the chief and deaf and top corridor and the bosses between and things because of their attitude. Affected mate, mate. the way massive, I was. Massive, massive. Then affected the way she massive was. Massive difference. And then affected her getting in the job. Between leaders and managers. Massive difference. Yeah. I heard you say that the other day. It's so true, yeah. isn't it? I just turned up. I was neither. But I was quite happy to... They kept giving me the keys to a fast car. <laughs> yeah. And they kept giving me a gun and saying, point it in that direction. Yeah. And I had a well of a time. Nah. for 30 years, mate. We are. Well, look, 1659. What have we got? Quick. I don't think we had, don't think we had a squat. I don't think we started, mate. Right. Uh, Next week, uh, do not miss it. Next week, do not miss no. it. It's going to be good. It's going to be really, really good. Thank you so much for everyone turning up. Um, I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. I might have let you speak occasionally. I know I talked too you much. Did. It was I know. My wife said you talked too much. Yeah, there was a couple of times I managed to get in, but no, I'm joking. I'm going to go and have a beer now. Shut up, Dave. Um, it's all about I always me. stay sober. It's about me and Finn. <laughs> all right. It's that time, mate. It's 60 for now. I'm just saying, yeah, well, last look, please, on those two adorable dogs. It's like they used to be in a barn, but they've just ripped it apart. <laughs> 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 they've eaten it. Hey, he doesn't want to be on camera, he's being shy. 
You haven't paid him his money, obviously. He's probably going for another poo. Oh. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, my one does it too. Yeah. Oh, look. Bless him. Right. Thank you, everyone. Make sure you're here next week. For goodness sake, Dave, love to see you. Take mate. care, mate.